Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topic and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. Today we're interviewing the president of a national woman-owned media company. She's going to talk to us about the power of video in your marketing. And we're going to hear about her in just a minute. But before we do that, I'd like to tell you about my business transition readiness program for business owners. Do you know what it means to be transition ready? Does the thought of your future business exit bring on feelings of anxiety? If so, you are not alone. In the business transition readiness program, you'll find the answers to these questions and many more. According to award-winning certified exit planner Julie Keys, it takes at least five years to prepare an owner and a business for a future exit. The Business Transition Readiness Program will help you unpack the complexities of exit and transition planning, shed light on the unknowns, and help prepare you and your business to exit on your own terms and not someone else's. You can get more info and register for upcoming programs at poisedforexit.com. Just click on Owner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with Cheryl Pluff, who's the president of Cheryl Pluff Media. Cheryl, welcome to the Poised for Exit show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks so much, Julie. Looking forward to this conversation. Absolutely. I, I, you've got a huge small business following, and I know you and I met on LinkedIn uh, several months ago, and I've listened in on several of your um, video chats and, and webinars and things that you've done that have been just amazing. Your specialty, honestly, couldn't be more essential for the times. So I'm super intrigued, especially, too, about your media background, and I know you're going to be talking about that. But before we get to talking about your business, could we just start by sharing a little bit about yourself so that our listeners can get to know you? Sure thing. Thanks, Julie, for the opportunity to uh, reach your audience because, as you said, I think we're at a crucial point in the digital era. Mm -hmm. And I think that video is crucial to helping people to be seen, to be heard, and to get their message really impacting more people in the world. And so my background is broadcasting. I was a TV broadcaster for 25 years, cumulatively, mm. and 17 of those were spent at the Weather Network, which is the equivalent of the Weather Channel in the United States. Mm -hmm. So being an Arctic nation here in Canada, we are obsessed with the weather. So you can imagine that being at the Weather Network was um, was a great place to be from the standpoint of, of experience in broadcasting. It's a very... Uh, heavily watched channel. It's one of the 50 best managed companies in the country and one of the top brands in the country as well. Interesting. So I learned a lot through broadcasting there in particular. I even served as a news manager for several years, managing a team of 17 people across the country in a variety of capacities, be it digital writers, uh, reporters, camera operators. And so we had a really great experience. But what I recognized was that that the experience I had gained there was very applicable to small business. And I've always had, I believe, an entrepreneurial spirit inside of me. Mm. And when it came to be time to sort of look at the next stage of my life and then decide where I wanted to go with it, I could see a parallel. And I could see that the experience I gained there, which is in many ways a rarefied experience, that I could apply that 
to helping other people step into their own spotlight, to helping other people be the broadcaster of their own enterprise. And that's really why I saw that opportunity, but also wanted to make more of an impact myself. When did you launch your business? That was in early 2017. Okay. So it's still it's still relatively fresh, but you've definitely got some experience under your belt and what it's like to work for yourself and build your business. And, and you know, I, I, I think that you're familiar with the book I wrote called Poised for Exit. That book was actually focused on right. women entrepreneurs. And so I'm just, again, I'm, gonna, I'm so glad that you're here in the content that you, you know, that you're going to be sharing and the expertise that you have and the fact that you're a woman entrepreneur, all of those things um, make it really special to have you here. And I've got some close friends in Canada. So it's wonderful to meet another oh, wonderful businesswoman from Canada. Super exciting. But, um, you know, well, Julie, yeah. I would I would say this, <clears throat> even though I started my business in early 2017, I started it full time in 2017. Mm. The interesting thing is that I launched it really the the the, um, the proof of concept was launched while I was still broadcasting, which admittedly, may have been a no-no, <laughs> <I understand. laughs> but it was a calculated risk yeah. that I had to take because I wasn't, listen, I had a great job. Yes. I had a wonderful job mm-hmm. and I had a lot of perks and a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of perks. And mm-hmm. so I didn't want to necessarily leave a good thing for something that, I, you know, I wasn't sure really what, what it was going to be, but I did a proof of concept while I was still broadcasting and started launching programs. And once I realized that, I could sell and that this was going to work. That's when I really made it a concerted effort to transition full time. I know that it takes a little bit of, well, it probably takes a lot of moxie, right? To move from having the security of a corporate job and all the perks, like you said, and then going into um, your own gig and growing that and starting from the very ground up. Yeah, I've I've gone through that a couple of times, so I get it. But, um, yeah. you know, you know, and I know we both work with business owners. Let's face it. That's what we're talking about here. And my audience is business owners as well as advisors. Yeah. And, and, you know, many of them now are realizing the power of media because they're seeing it everywhere. But tell me why, when you're talking with an owner, when you're talking with someone who's trying to promote themselves, why should they create media to promote themselves? What is it that makes it work? Well, I, I think that the reason they, that they should create media to promote themselves is because it's your responsibility, I believe, as a business owner to, to, to take charge of that function of the business. It's great to get pre-PR and it's great to get press and it's great to get coverage from other outlets and and entities that can promote on your behalf, but you ultimately have to take control of that situation. You can't just leave it up to chance. So I believe that media, well, I mean, I really believe that we live in the attention economy and in the attention economy, content is the currency. Mm. So what is content? Well, in the way that we live now, it's media. And that can be written content, that could be imagery, that could be audio. I just happen to work specifically in the video realm because that's my professional experience. But I believe in media, and I believe that that is ultimately the the key to helping people get their message out to more people. Well, and I think that it makes people relatable as well, right? Because Mm -hmm. if I can see you... And I can get a, a take on your style. It's going to be easier for me to buy into what you're trying to sell me. It's 
one of the reasons I believe in the strength of video because mm-hmm. video is the thing, as you said, I mean, there's different types of video. We could, we could debate whether we're on camera or off camera. I always err on the side of be on camera, at mm-hmm. least for some of your content. There has to be a human being yes. who's involved. There has to be a representative and a spokesperson because we connect with people. We mm-hmm. want to connect with people and build relationships with people. And so that's the, the strength of video is, is from a connection perspective. Absolutely. So um, tell me about what would you say is the most successful type that you've created to grow your own business? Is it video as well? Yeah, it's definitely video. I would say there's something powerful about live video. Uh, they're really both. I mean, live video and recorded video both have their place and their 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 strengths and, and pros and cons. Sure. But for me, I think from a connection perspective, the li- there's something about live. There's an energy there is a vibrancy and a, a dynamism to it that I think cannot be replicated. You know, I, I have wonderful uh, re- recorded videos that have done very well on YouTube. One of them that's probably approaching 900,000 views as we, as we speak, mm. but there's something about live. And, and I come from broadcasting, as, as you said, mm-hmm. I've done over 20,000 hours of live TV broadcasting in my professional career. And there, and, and my, my former colleagues would probably agree with me. There's an energy around live video that can't be replicated. And I, I think that is a great, um, at least for me, I believe it's been part of the reason of my success. Well, I think, too, it's, it's, it's similar. It's not as, not the same. It's not as power, podcasting is quite, a, quite as powerful without the video. But it's still, when, when you know, we're talking about you and I having this conversation, we're not scripted. And so we That's are, right, right? We're, it's kind of informal, you know, we're following a path and a topic, but we're kind of feeding off of each other. And I think that when you're talking about live, you're, you're there in the moment. Um, it's not as scripted, you know, you're um, kind of thinking fast, if you will, um, asking a follow on question, if it makes sense. And, and so you're kind of there and, and it's kind of riveting, right? I mean, more than something that would yeah. be more scripted or more formal. That's what I think anyway. Uh, I'm a fan of podcasting, uh, by mm-hmm. the way. You know, I, I'm Me a too. fan of podcasting. <laughs> I think it's a fabulous, fabulous mm-hmm. format and modality. And I, I think that what you're saying, what I hear you saying is this extemporaneous speaking. There's this in-the-moment, on-the-spot, unscripted type of content. And, and I believe that that has a lot of of allure and power mm-hmm. uh, in and of itself. And, and that's in many ways what we're, we're doing right now is live to tape, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing this. We're not necessarily expecting to edit this whole portion of, of our conversation. It's going to likely air from beginning to end in one entity. Um, and, and many times live video is that way as well. I have a question about how you help people. Um, I know that you've got uh, tutorials out there and you talk a lot about what we've just been, you know, addressing the, the live video and the recorded video. How, how would you be able to help? Like, say, for instance, a professional advisor comes to you from the Twin Cities and they would like to work with you to help them create some video for their business development efforts. How, how would you go about doing that? The reason why I ask is because I not only have um, entrepreneurs, business owners as my audience, I also have professional advisors in my audience, and I think that they'd be interested in hearing that as well. Well, I, I always start with strategy. I'm always mm-hmm. going to start with what are the goals? What is it you're trying to accomplish? Because mm-hmm. 
the answer to that question will help me determine not only the type of video to start with, but the format and the production of those videos. I'm going to want to ask questions about, do you have team? Do you intend to have team? Are you doing this as a solopreneur? There are just a host of questions that we have to ask Mm -hmm. in order to really uh, dial into that. But nonetheless, I think you have really two different avenues. You've got live or you've got recorded. I believe that most business owners benefit from both. Mm -hmm. However, in this post-pandemic or current pandemic world that we live in, depending when you're listening to this, in the post-pandemic world, um, you know, I think that entrepreneurs, business owners needed to have video like yesterday. I agree. And so if that's true, if that's true, then we have to give them the path of least resistance to this, to, to creating that content. And that means eliminating editing. Mm. Now, because editing is the bottleneck of the entire process, yeah. no doubt. And, and anyone who's edited a video will tell you that it's a process. It's a skill set. And it's a skill set that takes time and practice to get proficient at. Mm-hmm. And, and I speak from experience. So Mm -hmm. what can we do to eliminate editing for the time being and get you up and running with content, social media videos as quickly as possible? And that's why I I tend to come back to this live element is to say, why don't you start with live video? And that can be done on your phone. It doesn't have to be complicated. Um, But, you know, some people are ready for the next level where they're like, I want do a show and I want to have backdrops and guests and and that's great. We can talk about that, but it comes back to what's the goal. You know, I see a lot of people who are wanting to do video and they go into, they go into producing it and they're maybe overproducing it in a lot of cases Mm -hmm. for what, for where they're at and what their team looks like. Mm -hmm. And, and so these are the types of questions I would ask to determine, but I think largely for most people, maybe for 80% of most people, in this post-pandemic um, era, you know, that we're going into here, I would say live video is a great place to start and then look at the, the skill set to, to do the edited videos or maybe look at outsourcing. Outsourcing the, um, the like a professional the videographer? Okay, got it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like we do, we do virtual video production. Okay. So we will, we have a whole section of where you know, we will, I will use my journalism background to interview people and make branded videos from those interviews. We typically use Zoom to do it, but um, it could be that you just want to have the editing outsourced. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, for so the editing is always going to be the problematic point. Um, you know, certainly there are some issues to get around, even with live video, such as confidence. You know, we have a, a lot of people come to us and they're like, I'm afraid to be on camera. I don't want, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. It's just... <laughs> those are, you know, a lot of perfectionists. I deal with a lot of people who are perfectionists. They want everything to be perfect before they hit that go Mm. live button. Mm. Um, But the truth is that we have to get people started somewhere Mm -hmm. and started where they're at and then grow from there. Well, I think too, when you're thinking about how you look and sound and, you know, what if I forget my lines or whatever it is that that you're really just focused on yourself. And if you can get out of yourself, at least this is what works for me, because I do a lot of this kind of stuff, um, to think about who am I actually speaking to? What does my audience need to hear? And and if I'm thinking and really focusing on them instead of me, then it can flow a lot easier, and I'm not really worried about how my hair looks. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) 
I think you just hit. I think you just hit on something really, really key. Mm. <clears throat> is it about you or is it about your audience? Exactly. Yeah, it has to be about your audience. Has to be. It, it doesn't sound authentic if it's not right. True. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're really good at that. I know you teach that. So tell me, um, like, what would you say would be the biggest mistake that businesses are making right now when it comes to video? Because there's probably several that I'm making myself. I'm interested to hear. Well, I mean, I think that one of them could be just not making any. (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) Just not making Mm -hmm. any videos, right? But I think sometimes people have this perception that, oh, you know what? I just need to do a video series of five videos and I'll be done with the video part, and I will have said I can accompl- I've can i accomplished it, I've done it. But it's really not about a video series or, you know, a few videos, or it's about a commitment to your audience in a long term. Mm-hmm. It's very similar, Julie, to, to what you're doing with your podcast in reaching people and helping them through the work you do here. This is a commitment that you've made to your audience, and you're doing it, you know, week in and week out, you're committed to it. I think we have to take the same approach with video. So one of the biggest mistakes that, that businesses are making is either overproducing, um, they're doing a lot of promotional content. Mm. So the, they're used to selling. They know that was like, I have to make a video and they look at it as commercial. And that's how it used to be, but that's not how it is now. That's not what works on social media. It's not selling media, it's social media. Mm-hmm. So we have to be really mindful of that, that this is the way the world works now. You have to be creating the content that's going to fit within that parameter. So it can you promote? Of course you can, but it needs, there needs to be a layer of subtlety. Mm-hmm. And a lot of businesses are just not used to that. They're just used to creating commercials. Mm-hmm. So I think those are, those are some of the ones that come to my mind. Another one, I think, is just the not getting started piece. You know, waiting for everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll give you an example. I went to a, I went to a meeting with a, a real estate broker some time ago, and we were having this conversation. He said, I really want to be doing video. And I said, okay, great. And we had this conversation. And at the end, I said, well, you know, maybe there are some things that you could get, maybe a light he goes, a light or a green screen or something. And he said, oh, come to the back. And I went to the back of the, of the office, and there was an entire setup. They had the lights, the green mm. screen, the tripods, the cameras, and it was all sitting there collecting dust. Mm. Right. Mm. And so I think a lot of people get into this thing where they go on Amazon and they buy all the gear and they get it shipped to them and they're excited and then they do nothing because they don't have a strategy. Right. Oh, you have to have a strategy. I am a firm believer no in that. And people who know me know that I it's it's about having and, and people a lot of times are word, worried about the word strategy. They get afraid of the word strategy. So think of it as a plan. Think of it as a, a plan, plan just right. a, a very a simple plan. plan, you know. So, so let's talk about that. What does a what does a plan look like? Like, how would you get started if you'd never done it before? How do you put a plan together? I know you help people do that too. I've just put the finishing touches on a thirteen-page report that I've done. That is a six-month publishing plan, specifically for the time that we live in now, and it's based around uh, the, and it is a strategy that you can follow. My theory is to, again, start with live and then get build in the recorded video down the line, whether you do it yourself or you learn the skill or someone on your team learns the skill or there's outsourcing, whatever that looks like. But starting with live is, in my opinion, the best strategy right now because mm-hmm. it's the fastest way to get up and running. Mm-hmm. So we, we talk about that in the report. And I say, you know, for, for people who are not doing any video right now, 
one of the best things you can do is start with a challenge. You oh, know, sure. get, start with, we, we, we do a 30 day, we call it the 30 day go live challenge yeah. and you go live for 30 consecutive days for one minute minimum per day. We give you the prompts. So you're not left going, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> we give you the fill in those, the blank prompts and, um, and it coincides with each day of the month and you get that by email and, and, and uh, alternatively you can get it by text as well. What we do is we're helping people to, to keep them accountable to their mm. commitment of going live for 30 consecutive days. But you'd be amazed at the results that you can get and the momentum that builds from doing something just as simple as that one minute per day for 30 days builds the muscle. It gets you to, it builds the habit. It yes. makes you start thinking and acting like a content creator. Mm-hmm. That's where I believe people need to start. And that's, that's what we help support people do is we always say that's a great place to start. Do the 30 day live challenge mm-hmm. and um, build that momentum and then take it from there. So then do you recommend that they post these one minute videos on all of their social media and their professional or their personal or both? We, we recommend for the challenge portion, we say go live on any platform of your choosing. Got it. So we, because the point isn't to make marketing videos at this point. The point is to get you accustomed and sure. habitualized mm-hmm. to doing the video and thinking of video. Absolutely. So we say go live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you want to go live. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but that's, it's, it's really about building that momentum. Well, I, I would hope that you wouldn't have quite as much resistance to that these days because so many of us are living our life on Zoom and GoToMeeting, you know, that we've become accustomed to actually being on camera almost all the time, at least I am. So hopefully that has, you know, not, that's kind of waned a little bit in terms of being resisting. But um, I got a couple of other more, I've got more questions for you here. We're probably not going to be able to get to them all, but there's a couple of action items that I had asked you for that I thought were great. And I know that you, you had just refer, referred to your, um, your challenge. And so I'd like to have you just spend uh, like maybe 30 seconds on the challenge and let us know how to go about getting more information. How do we reach you? And then you also have some trainings on Wednesdays that are complimentary. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to have you talk about those two things before we wrap up, please. Sure, sure thing, Julie. So thanks, thanks for the opportunity to, to 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 talk about this because I really believe strongly that these are great, great starting grounds and mm-hmm. places that people can get some some help to start building that this momentum. So, with regard to the challenge, the best thing to do, really, the best thing to do is to text me at two two six nine one seven two zero three eight, and I'll repeat the number in a, in a moment as well when you want to get a pen and paper. Uh, but the idea here is. If you text me, I can just send you in the direction of whatever free resource or low-cost resource that we have. You know, we do charge a minimal amount um, for the for the challenge, but it's really the thing that's going to help you to start taking action. That's really what it's it's, it's all about. So two two six nine one seven two zero three eight. That's a direct line to my text, and I can direct you to to links to register and all of that. Excellent. To the point about Wednesdays, we've been doing free live trainings uh, throughout the pandemic. I intend to continue to do them because they've been so popular. And every Wednesday, I do a different tactic, a different strategy, a different tool, and I will dive deep into 
different topics. Some of them are derived from my own experience mm. and some of them come from my audience who say, hey, I really like to learn more about this or that. Mm. And I'll say, hey, let's table that. Let's, let's talk about that next week. And then I'm able to go on and do that. Uh, that is something that is also available. It's free of charge and it's been really, really popular and helping people to understand better the technology, the tools. I, I really fashion myself as someone who stays on top of the, the cutting edge, you know, tools. I, I don't pretend to know everything, but I do my best to stay on top of that and be a resource in that area. Fantastic. Well, if there's one thing that we all know, that technology is moving faster than the speed of light these days, and we got to stay <laughs> on the up, right on the on the front end of that as much as we can, regardless of the industry that we're in. Thank you, Cheryl, for joining me today. I sure do appreciate your time. For our listeners, this episode will be available for download on the Poised for Exit website at poisedforexit.com, where you can also order a copy of my book, Poised for Exit, which is now available for Kindle users. Please do share this program with your business owner friends and colleagues. We really appreciate your sharing and reviews and subscriptions. Um, We just wouldn't have been able to do any of this without our listeners. So if you haven't done any of those things yet, I invite you to do that. And again, thanks for joining us, and please join us again next time.